Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Welcome to this Glorious Mess Little Kids, Mamma Mia's podcast for like-minded parents who have kids under the age of five. My name is Tegan Natoli. I'm the co-founder of Bump Day Spa and Three Little Kids. And my girl here is... Lee Campbell. Well, I don't even know my own surname. <laughs> Lee Campbell, executive editor of Mamma Mia and mother of one. I'm a mother of one little baby boy who is one. A one-year-old one. And you were wrong the other week. He's officially a toddler from 12 months. Oh, it's not 18 get- months. Oh, so- I well, a little toddler. Oh gosh! Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! You have a toddler. I've only cried ten times. I think I was told eighteen months. Oh gosh, and that makes me feel so. The Google old. machine says twelve. I was like hanging on to every moment until Banjo turns eighteen months because I was like, no. Well, I, I would like to go with that. So let's go with that. Oh goodness! Well, don't forget the original TGM Big Kids, hosted by Holly Wainwright and Andrew Dado, is dropping in your podcast feed every Friday under Big Kids, and of course, we are little kids. And I wanted to jump in really quickly and give a shout out to all those people that answered my question a couple of weeks ago. I asked for adult-friendly kids songs or kid-friendly oh, adult yes. songs. So people, no swearing, but that wouldn't want me to veer into the oncoming traffic. Are and people was, suggesting because they don't want me to do a baby album? I know. Where's your album? No, a few people <laughs> wanted your album. Um, Melbourne folk band, the Teeny Tiny Stevies, were recommended yeah, so many times. Yeah. So I followed and listened Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So if you're not onto that, get onto it. But thanks for the feedback, guys. We loved it. And, of course, a little bit later on, our WTF of the week. Today, we are going to be chatting about something else that a few listeners have um, sent through as a suggestion for a topic, which I think is a really great idea. So we're talking to the pros today, and we're going to be talking to them about bullying, specifically toddler bullying, and learn a little bit more about it because we did receive an email um, from a list. I'm going to read a bit out now so that we can understand the situation. So my almost two-year-old has been pushing and hitting other kids smaller and larger than her it makes all play dates and park visits a fairly stressful experience she tends to target one kid and go for them whether she knows them or not she goes to daycare and it's never been an issue there so we're going to have a little bit more of a chat about this today I know Lee obviously bug is only one so he's probably not running around hitting things unless it's like a hammer on a toy or something look I find this really interesting because I yep he's literally just turned one so I've got a bit of time ahead of me but his little personality is coming out I'm Mm. seeing him get aggressive or you know frustrated frustrated when he I take a toy away or more so take, you know, the adult TV remote away. He gets really frustrated and, and I'm seeing... A pair seeing, of scissors. Or, yeah, yeah, the machete. Which they always want to play with. They always want the one thing they can't yeah. play with. And I really want to make sure I raise him right to not be a snatcher or a bully or a pusher. Mm. And I've got friends who are great friends, but I think their toddlers are jerks and I yeah. don't want my kid to be a jerk. Do you think that their toddlers are jerks because of how they parent? 
Well, mm. yes. I don't you know. Do? Look, I think some kids are just born bad. I've got a yeah. friend with a kid that I really don't like. I think it's a bad person. <laughs> but then, <laughs> and I won't mention who. But then I've got friends who I think, you know, I can, I totally get it now I'm a parent. Yeah. You're finally having to catch up with your mate. So as long as the kid's not killing themselves, you yeah. don't really care if they're over in the corner bashing the wall because you desperately need a break as a parent. Yeah. But I want to make sure I raise Alexander that so that when he goes and plays with his peer group, that he's not the kid biting like as he's about to start daycare and that many stories I've heard of horror kids coming home with bite marks on their mm. cheeks. I don't want him to get bitten or to be the biter. Yeah. And I'm also, and I can admit this, I think I have the type of personality that thinks my kid's the goddamn best. So I don't want to have my rose-coloured glasses on yeah. and he ends up being a pusher, but I'm like, no, my Alexander but would don't never you think, do that. don't you think that no parent wants their kids to be the biter? Totally. And like, but I'd want to make sure I'm looking You're for the actively, signs, looking yep, for okay, the behaviour, learning how to nip it in the bud. Yep. And so I'm so excited to talk to our expert. But obviously I have no, you know, he's had four playdates in his whole life. And, but already they're snatching. <laughs> but your kids are further down the line. So have yeah. you experienced what we're calling toddler bullying, but have you experienced like fighting, snatching? Yeah, hitting? look, I suppose in a house full of three toddlers every day is, is several cases of toddler bullying. You're like, this is just Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, totally. But um, yeah, look, I, like like we said, I don't really see it as toddler bully, bullying. I see it as toddlers being toddlers and learning and developmentally advancing and having to learn how to communicate and what their limits are physically, emotionally, verbally. It's all about this is the stage where they're learning what's on and what's not so I have had a few incidences at daycare um where Samara poor and it's always Samara like you'd think they'd mix it up and spread the load a bit across Indiana and Samara yeah but no Samara cops it every time and she's been bitten quite a few times Interesting. and at daycare they have to call you and mm. let you know um and you have to sign an incident report so first time oh that's okay like kids do that second time like oh this is becoming a bit of a trend third time I'm yeah. like Surely not. And Same person biting I, Well, her? that was my first question and they actually can't tell you that. It's confidential. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it was so funny. I'll go bite that kid. Yeah. So this is <laughs> that is exactly my husband's reaction. So he picked them up from daycare. He's like, that's enough. Like, poor Samara. She's copped it so many times. And when he got there, he's like, which kid is it? And the, the teacher's like, I can't tell you that. And he was <laughs> so upset. I'm husband. like, yeah, what are you going to do? Bash the three-year-old? Um, so I don't blame them for not telling no. him. But... At the same time, and that's how I said to my husband, you don't know, Banjo might grow up and be the biter. Mm. You know, obviously we want to do all we can so that that doesn't happen. But at the same time, remembering back to our Toddler Tantrums episode with Maggie Dent, who has an expertise in the area of of boys. And I 100% can see the difference between my girl twins and Banjo. Like Mm. I call Banjo a psycho and my mother-in-law hates that I call Mm. him that. But he is. He's so much more aggressive than the girls. Yeah, And half the time he's hitting out of love like it's so weird like he'll go up to you and he'll just just want your attention yeah he'll go up to me and slap me in the face to be like mum look at me I love you so much and I'm like wow that hurt my face but thank you so I don't know like it is it is interesting to see though because I think prior to two a lot of kids play independently yeah so I'm only starting to see now my the twins especially interacting with other children 
and it makes you feel funny mm. because you watch them not only like, oh, you want them to be included, but then also the way they treat other people. And you actually have to kind of observe yeah. for a little bit. And it's so awkward because you're like, oh, please don't pick on my baby. And you want to protect their little feelings. That's right. But then at the same time, you want them to be kind. And yeah. I always I always try and say, you know, you need to be kind. But I need to ask you, though, with the twins, because I find this fascinating. It's almost like a social experiment. Mm. Is Samara more mild-mannered? Is she kind of the more quiet, shy one? No, opposite. Oh, so, Indy, so maybe she's you, getting up in their grill and yeah. then they're biting her. And it is so funny because they really do protect each other. Mm. So I think, you know, <laughs> I, I would be interested to see come school time, like do twins get as bullied because They've I feel like it's bodyguard. two against one regardless. Yeah. So, but I don't know, like, I, and not that that really matters because at the end of the day, I think as parents, we just want to strive to instill kindness in our kids and, and the correct way to behave towards other people. But at the same time, at this age, you don't have a lot of control because they are still learning and testing their boundaries. So I'm excited to speak to our expert today to get a little bit of insight. Me too. I'm going to ask about biting. (laughs) I have so many questions for you. I don't even know where to start. Today, we're going to be chatting to our expert, Professor Kay Buzzy, who is an Associate Professor in Child and Adolescent Development in the Centre for Emotional Health and Psychology Department at Macquarie University. She's published numerous papers and book chapters on children and adolescents bullying and victimisation. Welcome to the show, Professor Kay Buzzy. What I'd like to ask first is, is it actually bullying if they are toddlers? So if we're dealing with kids, you know, between the ages of two to five, say, is that considered bullying? Are they aware of what they're doing at that age? Well, when we're starting to look at, say, two to three-year-olds, probably not. They're engaged in what we call aggression. And then as they move into three, four, five, um, where they're having more interaction with other peers, then we're more likely to label it as bullying. And bullying is actually a subtype of aggression uh, in that the difference between the two is that bullying is not only intensive, uh, sorry, intentional aggressive behaviour, but there's a power imbalance between the two children engaging in the behaviour and it's repeated. Mm. So when you mention the very young group, it's probably aggression. Is that just um, perhaps a communication thing where they can't communicate their frustration and that's why it comes out physically? With the very younger children? No, not necessarily. I mean, some children can't get their way and so yes so therefore they behave uh, aggressively but the important thing is that they're more likely to do that if they learn that that's a strategy for achieving what they want whereas if they've got other means for uh, achieving what they want then they're going to be less likely to engage in aggressive behavior and also it depends upon how the parent responds to this and what else the children are learning in their environment we have now over 30 years of research showing that the more parents respond to their child's behaviour with physical punishment, the more likely children are to be aggressive. That's so good to know. Um, That's very, very well researched. So therefore, no matter how annoying the child might be, it's really important to respond in other ways than aggression. Otherwise, the parent is acting as a model Mm. uh, of aggression. And if we have, a, a, say, a toddler that's being bullied, what's your advice for a parent of a, of a bullied toddler? How do we approach that situation? Well, it really depends. I mean, if they're a bullied toddler, let's say they're more like up to three or whatever, and in daycare or somewhere, as I said, most of the bullying occurs in the peer group. Mm. 
So one of the things that we need to consider when we look at bullying is it's not just an individual factor. It's certainly some issues related to the child, but it's also some environmental issues relating to the other peers, related to the parents, related to the teachers. And so to deal with this problem, we take a more holistic approach in terms of looking at what's going on. But if you're actually looking at then the kids who are more likely to be bullies in those situations, um, one of the things that starts to emerge, even fairly early on, is that these kids have very little empathy. Mm. So they really don't care if they hurt other kids. No remorse. Um, Mm. And we know that by about age three, children know that aggressing against kids is wrong. They'll say it's wrong, but yet they'll do it. And one of the interesting things is you'd say, well, gosh, you know, the kid is only young. He doesn't really, or he or she doesn't understand. But in fact, um, there's almost implicit condoning of this behavior from parents. And what I mean by that is children, they physically bully, that is a hit, kick, etc., each other. But very soon, uh, even by late three, four or five, they start to engage in what we call relational bullying. And what this is, is that the kid will make send rumours about their friends or most usually exclude their friends. Mm. So it's not unusual for a young child to say, oh, I don't want Susie to come to my birthday party. Mm. I don't like her. Mm. Now, unfortunately, a lot of parents will say, oh, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, she shouldn't have to. And she's that's really, again, condoning it. Mm. And so it's really important at that point that parents say, well, look, you know, maybe you don't like Susie, but how would she feel? Mm. if you didn't invite her. Again, wanting to heighten the empathy level so that they don't respond in that kind of way. And you mentioned before about the environment playing a big mm-hmm. part, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which I found really interesting because, do you, you know, you know how your kids may act differently with you or in, in someone mm-hmm. else's house as they do, you know, somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Is it better to remove a child from from the environment that puts them in that aggressive state or are you better to kind of push them through and, and get through it with them? Well, it really depends upon how long it goes on. If it's something that occurs only in one situation, uh, you might say, well, it's easier to deal with the situation. The factors that are giving rise to it are probably important to change if you can. So that's where you would want to know why is the child responding like that in this particular situation. One of the big things that happens in terms of uh, kids bullying, um, this is across the age span, is that kids are what we call not just bullies but bully victims. Mm. In other words, they could be victimised or somebody's doing mean things to them and they learn the only way that they can respond is by bullying back, that Mm. is by retaliating. So that accounts for quite a lot of the bullying that occurs. So the situation there would be when the child is being victimised by a particular child in a particular situation, what you might want to do is to give them other skills for how to deal with the bullying and how to deal with the victimisation, sorry, rather than bullying back and just, you know, lashing out or saying mean things to the other kid. They might learn to walk away in that situation or they might learn to come and tell the adult so that they're dealing more effectively with the situation. I'm fascinated by the fact of the lack of empathy in this young um, age group. Is that Mm. developmental or is that environmental? Can parents, you know, instill more empathy or is it just something that they learn as they mature? Oh, no. Well, 
kids do become more empathic as they get older, um, but not all kids do. And in fact, those who continue to bully maintain this lack of empathy right through uh, adolescence and probably beyond. So it's really important that parents encourage empathy. Now, it's certainly true that young children don't have what we call uh, as perspective-taking skills. They can't really understand or perceive what the other kid is feeling, and mm. therefore their empathy is a lot lower. So yes, developmentally, they don't show as much empathy. Mm. However, parents can encourage uh, empathic development uh, in those early years. With this really young demo, sort of two to five, are boys more likely to push and shove and bite because they're more physical or how does it differ for boys and girls? Certainly, physical bullying does predominate in the early years and boys are more likely to be bullies than girls. And similarly, they're more likely to be victimised than are girls. However, as I said, we've got different kinds of bullying, you know, verbal bullying, but relational bullying is something that comes in uh, very early, you know, and we see a lot of it at age four and five where you're, you know, making up stories and whispering about your friends and all Mm. that kind of stuff. We used to call that the girls kind of bullying, but it's now apparent that boys and girls are engaging in that kind of behaviour equally. And it just seems as though... Um, boys are doing it less because they do it less than they do physical bullying. But overall, when we look at it, there's not much difference between the amount that both boys and girls do. God, I don't even think it stops at five, does it? it, We need to do this for a big, big, big kids episode. (laughs) Well, I mean, look at the the movie Mean Girls where people have wanted to genderise the relational bullying, but in fact, the evidence is suggesting that it's probably done equally by both genders. Mm, And is the approach there the same for, you know, verbal or emotional bullying to point out how would you feel if that happened to you, even if it's not physical, if Susie and Mary were whispering or Bob and Tom were whispering about you and maybe making Mm. up lies, that would hurt your feelings, so don't do it about them? That's right, exactly. And so those kind of explanations, always at the level that the child can understand, are very important. And again, giving the child strategies for how to deal with that. And also making the other thing that's very important is to make sure that the child understands that it's wrong. It's wrong behavior. It's bad to do it. Because one of the things that starts to happen about four and five as well, kids are starting to justify their Mm. aggression or their bullying. She did something that I didn't like. Therefore, it's okay for me to do this. We've got to show kids that they can achieve their goals by doing things other than bullying. Kindly. Kindly, yes. That's right. Kindly. (laughs) Kindly. And and in fact, you know, what we've taken a long time to learn in this field is that lots of the programs, the anti-bully programs, get rid of the bullying, but they don't increase the kindness. And so there's a general trend at the moment for programs to start to increase children's kindness. kindness and once you go up and do that you're going to reduce the amount of bullying anyway my son's about to start daycare and i'm terrified of little kids that bite because i feel like adults grow yeah. up and they still hit and they still punch but adults stop biting is there a reason <laughs> we don't want to catch corona that's why <laughs> it's true but is there a reason little kids use biting as some sort of bullying or aggression I, I'm, I'm really not sure yeah. why biting is part of it. It's, it's just part of kicking, kicking or whatever. And yeah. I guess kids learn very soon that they can have, I mean, pulling the other kid's hair and biting 
um, seem to be some of the favoured responses. <laughs> just the easy. Uh, so you, much to you, don't need a we- to. you don't need a weapon. You just use you've what got you've got. Teeth. <laughs> but but the should... important thing is, if the child, if that happens to the child uh, in preschool or whatever, it's really important that they are empowered for what to do with it. And the best thing is to tell the teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so that they learn to tell. Because again, you don't want them fighting back because it's likely to escalate. Okay. And I guess the other important thing there in terms of always telling an adult is that in some of our work, we we see bullying as, as more of a group process with the bully victims, victimisation, etc. But what we've also been focusing on is defenders. And defenders are bystanders who intervene in the bullying situation. And even young kiddies, uh, when they know bullying is wrong, it shouldn't happen, if they're encouraged to comfort the child if they see somebody else being bitten to comfort the child or else let the teacher know mm, so that nice. the kid who's been victimised doesn't have to do it. Really good so point. again, this is a, if the kid has a buddy at school <laughs> who they can protect them, that protection is, is a very strong ingredient for the bullies not to pick on them. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Kay. That was really, really insightful. We really enjoyed having you on the show. Well, thank you very much for the invitation. Thank you so no much. Problem. We'll speak to you soon. See you later. Okay, bye. bye. What the? What the? What the? What the? Parenting? Oof. All right, now that I'm going to stop biting and scratching people, now that I know <laughs> why I'm so aggressive, let's do WTF. Tegan, what is your yes. of the week? I just want to know why toddlers... <laughs> repeat themselves so much. I just want to know why toddlers repeat themselves so much. I just want to know why toddlers repeat oh, themselves oh, so much. Why I just, toddlers repeat themselves? Like, and even when you respond, they say it again. And I just want to know what why. I'm for. Oh, and then try having twins. So oh. if you're getting one thing on repeat, you're actually getting it tw- like on repeat twice. Oh, I don't even know how that happens. But like... What are they asking? I don't even know. <laughs> Because by the time I respond for the seventeenth time, <laughs> oh, I'm about to flip my lid. Like, can I have a banana? Yep, you can have a banana. Mum, can I have a banana? Can, I just said you can have a banana, but can I have a banana? Sure, <laughs> eat the banana. How many ways can I answer you? Then in- Samara has a banana, and then Indy's like, "Oh, can, can I have a banana?" <laughs> then it starts all over again. So there's just this thing repetition, and I just don't know like how to stop the cycle. Like, mm. is there a key word? Is there a magical word? Word to stop it. <laughs> that's not shut up. <laughs> shut the F up. Oh, yeah, totally. So that's my vent. I'm turning into you. I'm venting. I What's love yours. Vent. I didn't. Ha- Mine's not a vent. Mine was like a light bulb. Just enjoy while he can't talk. Yeah, what? he can say gut, which means cat, and dada <laughs> and gaga, which is grandma, no yeah. mum. So I'm quite tidy and clean. Yeah, so you might have. Um, assumed. And the other day, Alexander's obsessed obviously with the laundry in the bathroom because I don't want him to be in those rooms. Mm. I want him to just be in the playroom or his room. But yeah, so he wants to go exactly where you don't where, want him exactly to Exactly where he could. Hit his head, yeah. put his head in water. All Eat of the washing things. detergent. Seriously. <laughs> and I was trying to do something in the bathroom the other day. So he'd come in the bathroom with me and I returned. I'm kidding. Not longer than a second. As we all know, kids are faster than bloody Superman. The speed of light. The whole toilet paper was unrolled and oh. he was covered in it. And I was just so frustrated because I just had to put it back on and, rush and, da, da, da. and then I just had this light bulb moment like he's looking at me and he's got this really sideways grin and he was having the 
best time. And I was like, this is why this podcast is called This Glorious Mess because he was in heaven and I just looked at his little face and I was like, you are divine. I could squish you to death. But also we don't have time for this and this is messy and you've really disrupted. It takes a really long time to wind toilet paper back up on the roll. But I thought, you know, I bet in five years or ten years when he doesn't want to know me and I just think back to that little boy wrapped in toilet paper thinking it was the best thing in his whole life. And I was like, oh, I'll play with the toilet paper. Totally, but play with the stupid car I bought you to play with instead. In the designated area <laughs> but I just was like oh how beautiful and so we, we played for a few minutes and I was like Lee you've really got to slow down and yep. wherever you're going can wait and look we're going to the supermarket it's not like I had an important <laughs> meeting but it really taught me to slow down a little bit and play mm. in the toilet paper and play in the glorious mess that is having little tiny kids yeah well there's plenty of them yes. kids and messes <laughs> <laughs> And don't forget to share with us your WTF moment of the week on the pod phone 02899986. And don't forget to jump into our Mamma Mia Parents Facebook group. And you can always email us tgm at mamamia.com.au. If you or your kids are experiencing bullying and need to talk to someone, you can jump on to the National Centre Against Bullying, ncab.org.au or call Lifeline 13 11 14. This Glorious Mess Little Kids is brought to you by Mamma Mia and this episode is produced by Paria Tehersadeh. See you later. Bye.